Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Uh, this is uh, a continuation of our series on biblical ways to handle stress. You see, if you're watching the news, uh, uh, the world is becoming more stressful, okay? <laughs> the people of the world are becoming more stressful. And, of course, uh, it, uh, we cannot deny the fact that it uh, is affecting even believers. So if you are under so much pressure because of your work, because of the news that you watch, uh, because of so many responsibilities... Overloaded, okay. Uh, it's not bad to. Uh, it's not a bad thing to uh, delegate delegate your work, right? So uh, we're now on part four. We're on point number seven. Okay, number seven. Tip number seven: delegate your work and take some time to rest. Okay, delegate your work. <laughs> so if you are in, you know, you are stressed. With so many things, and sometimes you're, you feel maybe you feel confused. You don't know where to start, what to do. Every, every time you wake up in the morning, you, you don't know where to start. Maybe you're overloaded. You know, you, there, there's so much, there's so many things, okay? <laughs> Your brain is so crowded, you know? It's, it's, it, there's no more space to uh, try to process things, no more space to try to think. So you can... Uh, prioritize what you need to prioritize, okay? So uh, one of the suggestions that we can give you is delegate your work, okay? Uh, so that you can have a time to rest, okay? Delegate or share the load and take some time to relax and or to rest, <clears throat> okay? From your uh, regular routine, of course, uh, you know, but when you delegate, delegate specific work to those whom you can trust, okay? Those who are able to do it for you uh, and those who are loyal, okay? Um, because, you know, our body cannot work 24-7 and that's the truth. It cannot, okay? That's why uh, God designed us that uh, during the day we work and during the night we sleep, right? <laughs> that because we cannot really... We were not designed to work round the clock. Uh, but there are times we understand that, you know, uh, there, there is a, you know, um, there are things to really catch up. You know, there, there's a deadline, you know, that you need to, uh, you need to cope up, you know, with whatever it is. So, but guys, remember our bodies need to sleep. And sleep is very important so our immune system can function uh, properly, okay? And, and so if our, our immune system is at the optimum level, then we don't get sick frequently, right? We don't get sick that often. So guys, um, that's it. Now I want to read to you concerning delegation and concerning... Uh, uh, you know, concerning our health, okay, that we don't uh, get to the point where we're so stressed, you know, and distressed, distressed of, of the things that we're uh, doing every day, 
I'd like to read uh, Exodus 18, okay, uh, beginning from verse 13. It says, The next day Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people. Remember, they just went out of Egypt. They had their exodus from Pharaoh. And so now they, before, uh, they are going to begin uh, as, a, as a nation, as a, as a people of the Lord, you know. They need to learn the, the ways of the Lord. And so uh, Moses, uh, every day, uh, judge, uh, serve as a judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning till evening. Okay? Remember that. Morning till evening. That's very tiring. Verse 14 says, When his father-in-law Jethro okay, saw all that Moses, Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Okay, so everybody is uh, waiting for their turn and everybody is trying to learn wisdom from him alone. From morning to to evening, till evening. Verse 15, Moses answered him. He told his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to seek God's will. Verse 16, whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me. And I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instruction. Now, here's the thing. How many went out of Egypt? How many families? So can you imagine Moses cannot really finish all the people who are lining up for counseling every day? Okay, <laughs> That's impossible because... That's one new nation who just came out of Egypt and he started to, you know, counsel them. And so verse 17, Moses' father-in-law or Jethro replied, what, are you, what you are doing is not good. Wow. Coming from a, from a father-in-law. Okay. It's a direct correction or rebuke. He, said, he told Moses, what you are doing is good. Not his counsel, not his teaching, okay, not his message, but what is it that's not good in what he's doing? The thing that's not good is that he is doing everything all alone by himself the whole day, <laughs> okay? So, look, Moses' father-in-law replied, what you're doing is not good. Verse 18, you and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out, okay? The work is too heavy for you, and you cannot handle it alone. So that's the thing that's not good about it. Verse 19 says, Listen now to me, and I will give you some advice. And may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God. And bring their disputes to him. Verse 20, teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. Remember this, teach them his decrees and instructions. That's a lot, okay? And show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. So it's very important to understand, you know, uh, the, the conduct of God's people, okay? 
verse 21, but uh, how? The, the question now is how will uh, Moses do that? Father-in-law suggested, but select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judge for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you, the simple cases they can decide for themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. That's why I mentioned share the load. Okay, so in other words, Jethro, the father-in-law of Moses, advised Moses. Okay, advised Moses to what? Delegate. So I do believe, you know, just like in the case of Moses, he has a workload very strenuous and, and, and it's, it's, it's stressful to do this routine every single day. Okay, it's never ending. You know, uh, but the thing is this, delegate. Okay, so this is a biblical wisdom, another way of, you know, Handling stress, friends. If you're so stressed because of your load, workload, delegate. For a time, give yourself some time to, you know, to relax, to rest, unwind, okay? Um, okay, verse 23 says, If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. You see, if you're doing things alone, people will not be satisfied because not everyone will be will get uh, ministered to, okay? So verse 24, Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. He chose capable men from all Israel and made them leaders of the people, officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Verse 26, they serve as judges for all the people at all times. The difficult cases they brought to Moses, but the simple ones they decided themselves. Okay, so in short, Jethro instructed uh, his uh, son-in-law Moses to select capable men from all people to be to serve as judges. But what kind of people? Number one qualification, men who fear God and then trustworthy. Okay, so don't just choose people who are trustworthy, okay, who, who, who are able, who are good in, in, in what they do. But number one, friends, number one, fear the fear of God. Now, now you guys who are looking for a lifetime partner, listen, number one, the fear of the Lord. If the person if the, 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 that you, you're looking at is, is, is somebody who does not respect God, it, it's not a good partner for you. Okay, remember that. Someone who fears God, who respects the Word of God, who honors God, who prioritizes God. Okay, so some uh, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, okay, the, that means integrity. And then appoint them as officials. So Moses did, Moses did it. And, and so his work was lighter. So guys, uh, learning from this passage of scripture, we see the importance of delegating our work. Okay? So delegate. Another scripture 
Okay, the, to support this, uh, uh, to support tip number seven, delegate your work and take some time to rest. Okay, another scripture is Psalms 127, 1-2. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. That is true. In vain you rise early and stay up late. Toiling for food to eat. Okay. For he grants sleep to those he loves. Remember, this tells me that, you know, stress is not from God. Okay. So I understand even if stress is not the will of the Lord, but we know that the world is chaotic. And there are a lot of stressors and stressors in the world. Even uh, sometimes I don't want to watch the news, the war, the things. Like, because, you know, uh, the comment of this politician and that politician. Because all these things will, can, you know, can stress. Can be a stressor, stressor to you, to us, to me. And, and, and um, I just entrust them in the hands of the Lord. I just leave it up to the Lord. That's, that's tip number one, right? Remember that? Part one. Tip number one. Lift your burdens. Cast all your cares to the Lord, right? So if you missed that, go back to uh, part one. Now we, we're on part four, I understand. Okay, so, but here's the thing. Uh, in vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. For he, God, grants sleep to those he loves. So this is what God wants you to uh, practice or to apply even in the midst of toiling for food to eat. Okay, remember that. Verse 2 of Psalms 127. Even if you are so, so, so busy. Okay? Because, you know, if you're, you're so busy and you don't have time to sleep, what's the point? You will get sick and you will die. Okay? You will get sick. First, your immune system will go down because you don't sleep. There's no time for your body to repair, for your cells to repair. You shorten your life when you don't sleep. So guys, um, sleep, okay? Because that is what God wants you to do. The Bible says, He grants sleep to those He loves. Do you believe God loves you? If He does, okay, you love God, do the will of God. Sleep, right? <laughs> Because he wants you to sleep. <laughs> that is why point or tip number seven, delegate your work first so that you have time to what? To rest or to sleep. Because now you know somebody's taking care of that thing that you're doing. And so you can have the pleasure to sleep. Okay, so num tip number seven, delegate your work and take some time to sleep. <laughs> Or to rest. Okay, I hope that's a good one. Okay, but uh, number eight. Solicit encouragement from the right people. From the right people. Okay, solicit encouragement from the right people or from your God-given leader or pastor, wherever, what, you know, uh, wherever church the Lord led you to you know, to submit, you know, th there is always a pastor that has been uh, appointed or okay, ordained to 
oversee. So you know that uh, if that pastor is really called by God, you will know because uh, you will know them by their fruit, <laughs> right? Uh, okay, why do we do that? Why do we solicit? Why should we ask for um, encouragement or support from the right people so that we can what? To avoid further <laughs> trouble. I'll tell you, I tell you, there's going to be a lot of trouble. Uh, one of our ministry is counseling and, and I teach counseling in a Bible school. Okay, I teach counseling, uh, different types of counseling, by the way, in that particular subject. But here's the thing. Um, I have seen and I have heard and, 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 uh, that, and I have also attended a, a different uh, counseling teaching. Okay, but uh, the, the kind of counseling is, is something that will not really bring true uh, reconciliation. You know, it, it really cannot, uh, because you cannot force people, you know, to, um, you know, that's why there's so many people, they cannot handle conflicts. Because sometimes the, the way of counseling that other counselors uh, do is that they are forcing them to, to do it. To, to connect, to reconnect, to forgive, to, you know, th th there are ways how to encourage them to do the, the right thing, but there are ways how to abuse it, you know, how, how to use the, the truth and, and cause more hurt, you know, to people. But you see, uh, open rebuke is better than hidden love, okay, is better, yeah. Because, you know, if, if you also do not want to correct something that is really ungodly, okay, let's say that, then it's not going to bring healing. It's not going to bring um, uh, justice. It's not going to bring uh, correction. It's not, it's not going to do anything. It's not going to help your clients. It's not going to help your counselees if you compromise you know, the, 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 the truth or the ways of the Lord. You, you must understand that in counseling, you need to have a lot of, you, you need to be familiar with uh, uh, the right counsel that's coming from the counselor. Now, now, before going to that, that's number nine, by the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm going ahead of my time. But here's the thing. Why do we need to solicit encouragement from the right people? Again, we said to avoid further trouble. And remember this, take note, bad company corrupts character. So if you seek counsel from somebody who is ignorant of God, then you have a problem. Because it's not going to counsel you with the right, with sound counsel. Okay? So don't ask for encouragement from, from just anyone. Okay? Check the fruit of their personal life, check the fruit of their family life, check the fruit of the church life, and, and their spiritual life. Are they that matured? Or do they show, do they have a testimony to prove that they have, uh, that they can give you good encouragement? Okay? Because there are people who will encourage, they, they don't have the ministry of encouragement. They have the ministry of discouragement. 
You know, it's the opposite thing, right? So, yeah, you heard some. There are people who will discourage you to do what is right. You know, that is a bad thing. That's why don't just seek encouragement to anyone. You have to be choosy. You need to be selective, okay? Because this thing, I mean, when you're in trouble, you're going through something and you need counsel, and that's the time that you're open, right? So you have to be careful who is counseling you, who is talking to you, who is encouraging you. Oh, by the way, that, that's my point. Who is encouraging you? <laughs> because now there, there is this vacuum that y- you want encouragement, right? So look for those who are spiritually matured and display. Listen to this. Display the fruit of the Spirit. Now what's the fruit of the Spirit? That's love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, self-control. You know, remember Galatians. You know That's the fruit of the Spirit. So... <sighs> Oh, I didn't give a scripture yet. So let's read Hebrews chapter 10, 24 to 25. It says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together. Well, we're supposed to do this, but we're not at the moment for a long time already. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's a sad thing. Uh, because we're doing church, uh, not on its biblical context because we're not meeting face-to-face and God designed church where His people can fellowship, okay? Um, but let's pray. You know, don't give up because, you see, this is, this is one of the uh, example, one of the example where the Bible calls for his people to be patient, to endure, okay, yeah, to press on, to continue in the faith, okay, not to abandon the faith, okay. So let's continue that. It says, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but it says, encouraging one another. So you see there, the word encouraging one another is really biblical, okay. The purpose of doing church is so we can gather and as we gather, what do we do? We have a ministry to one another, encouraging one another. And all the more, as, as you see the day approaching, so now we can do this thing online, okay? So we all need encouragement, that's for sure. But who doesn't, okay? Um, another scripture, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11 says, Therefore, encourage another and build each other up you see uh, the kind of encouragement is something that will help us that will strengthen us in the faith okay build each other up just as in fact you are doing so this is something that is expected of us okay so as a believer as a christian as a bible believing church we are expected to do this uh, ministry of encouraging one another uh, and building up each other. Okay? Amen? Hallelujah. Can I ask for water, please? I mean, for my throat. <laughs> okay. So, again, solicit uh, encouragement from, from, from who? <laughs> from the right people. 
Huh? Not just from anybody. Okay? Uh, why? Why not just from anyone? Okay, the answer is to prevent getting hurt again if you've been hurt. Okay? Or, thank you, Nax, to avoid further trouble. Um, in other words, to avoid further stress. Is this possible? Of course. Because some people, it could be, okay, that you can uh, pick a, an encourager who you think could give you good, could, could exhort you, could encourage you, but instead of, you know, giving you an encouragement, may do it otherwise, okay, the, the opposite. Okay, 1 Corinthians 15.33, Do not be misled, bad company corrupts good character. So remember that. If you ask encouragement from a bad influence, uh, you know what will happen. It's not going to be good. <laughs> okay. Uh, verse 34, Come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning. Hmm. For there are some who are ignorant of God. And I say this to I say this to your shame. Wow, that's a very strong statement from from an apostle, Paul. Uh, so don't pick uh, those who are who doesn't know God, okay? That's the point. Number 2, why do we need to pick to choose uh, people who will why do we seek why will, uh, why should we seek encouragement from the right people? Uh, another reason is because some friends are not loyal to us, and they may, they could, they may betray us. And I've been a pastor for over thirty years, and I have seen this happen. Um, and, and, and Psalm 41 verse 9 says, Even my close friend, okay, <laughs> someone I trusted, one who shared my bread has turned against me. So this, this can happen. Even to people that you, you know, you, you, you spend time with, they can at some point betray you. Okay, um, another thing is... Um, even fellow Christians can betray us too. Okay? <laughs> Is that biblical? Now let's see. Let's read it from uh, the king, uh, the psalm of David. He mentioned in verse 12 uh, to verse 14 of Psalms chapter 55. If an enemy were insulting me, I could endure it. Okay? <laughs> if a foe were rising against me, okay, I could hide. Okay, so it's easier to, you know, to get insulted by, by an enemy, by someone who doesn't like us, who, who's not close to us. But verse 13 says, but it is you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend. So we can learn from this. Verse 14, with whom I once enjoyed sweet fellowship, at the house of God. So remember this, they have, they, they were of the same faith, okay? Um, as we walk about among the worshipers. So many of you say they worship the same God, they believe in the same God, uh, same faith, but then uh, it's, it, it, it doesn't really feel good when the people that 
you were with in church turn against you. Okay, you feel betrayed in that case. So, could this happen to us? Yeah. And that is why I told you, you have to choose. Why? Because sometimes when you confide uh, your situa- your problem and then uh, instead of hearing encouragement, oh, you may, they may encourage you for a moment, but later on you realize that what you told the person <laughs> is broadcasted to the whole world. <laughs> um, so there, there is no confidentiality there. I mean, you know, you, 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 you have a problem and you need to vent out, but then it goes out and now you don't know how to put off the fire. Okay? So you are now in, uh, you got into greater trouble. So again, let me go back. Uh, point number uh, eight. Solicit, solicit <laughs> or seek encouragement from the right people to avoid further trouble. Okay, the, the last scripture I wrote is up on this uh, tip. Uh, for this tip, uh, Proverbs thirteen twenty. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Okay, so you have to choose from whom you want uh, encouragement, of course. From, the, from, from a wise person or from a foolish person? <laughs> of course. Okay, so look for the wise. Learn wisdom from the wise, okay? Not from fools who does not know the ways of the Lord. Fools who does not know God who are ignorant of God's word. So, ask for prayer, ask for a rhema, for, uh, ask for, what, uh, for a scripture or a passage of scripture that fits uh, the, or that applies to your situation. Okay? Hallelujah. Now, if that is not enough, let's say... Um, the encouragement that you got from your friend, from a good friend, from a wise person is not enough for you because uh, maybe your situation needed a more detailed, okay? You, you want a, a clearer picture of your situation and, and, uh, and what you need to do. And, you know, you want, uh, more info so that uh, you know how to decide over your situation, let's say. So if that's not enough, you know, then if you think you need more answers or you, you think you need more detailed answer to, to the why questions or if you want to see a, a big picture, to see a clearer picture of your situation then i would i would like to suggest okay the next thing the next level or the next tip that i am about to give you that is tip number 9 okay and uh, what's number 9 what's for number 9 that's uh, submit to counseling counseling you know when i was in bible school even after bible school the, the word counseling for me is 
you know, I, I look down on it. It's, I think it's, it's not that important that the Ministry of Counseling is not important because, because for me, I was doing counsel, but I didn't realize that I needed counsel also. You remember Moses, okay? <laughs> Moses was the counselor during their time, but the counselor Moses need counseling also from his father-in-law. So we, we all get to a, a situation where we all need counselors too as a counselor. So guys, uh, that's one of the examples. So what is my point? You know, for me, counseling is important because there are many things that we need to adjust. We need, I mean, in our thinking, in our character, the way we, we, we react, we relate to people, uh, sometimes w there's a need, a, lit, a need of tweaking somewhere uh, so that uh, we can be more efficient and effective in doing ministry. Okay, remember we have different upbringing in life and, and, and our upbringings and our pains and our, uh, the, the events that happen to us, now that's counseling, uh, um, will affect our core belief system. That's why uh, it, it all contributes. All of these are factors in affecting our behavior as a Christian. And how can, how will the people believe that Jesus is alive in you and, and at work if uh, you know you're, you're spiritually matured, you know a lot of scriptures, but they don't apply to you because you know the scripture here and here, but your heart, your emotion is pulling you, is trying to, is doing tug of war with you, preventing you to, to manifest the Christ-like character. That can happen because you are hurt. Do you understand? You see, emotional pain can affect our behavior. That's the truth. When you see somebody who, who hurt you, who offended you, you may what? You may confront or evade. Okay? Confront or evade. Why? Because you were hurt. So you see, the, 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 the event that happened to you and the, the emotional pain that um, that uh, was inflicted to you in that particular event can affect the way you react or respond, can affect your behavior. That's why it's very important, friends, that we get tuned up. You see, if you are a musician, you have a guitar, before you use it, what do you do? You tune it, right? Because if you do not tune your guitar... When you play it, it sounds awkward, right? It, it, awful, all right? It doesn't, it, it doesn't hit the right pitch. And uh, I struggle with that, you know? I, I, it's hard to listen to a note between uh, the two notes. I mean, the, the, a pitch between the two notes. <laughs> but many people can bear that you know <laughs> but for us it's hard 
Um, okay, anyway. The point is this. If in musical instruments, the piano needs tuning, our character, our emotions needs tuning also. That's why we have to submit to counseling. Okay, I said submit to counseling, get counseled by trained, trusted, and proven counselors. Okay, <laughs> because sometimes we don't, you know, sometimes we, we also uh, want more than one counselor okay uh, because you know maybe there is an area that, that's sensitive that you don't want um, an opposite uh, i mean you know uh, th- there are counselors who are good in their with a specific need okay so it depends like for instance we have career counseling we have you know so th- there are what marriage counselors i mean these are fields in counseling that you know that requires skill because because there there are different ways to do it right questions a target and basis you know to to process uh, the clients or the counselees uh, so that is why not just one counselor because you may have a counselor who ha- who can handle cases this level, but if your case is beyond their skill or their their training, you may need or a referral. Okay, you may need someone. That's why uh, when the Israelites who just came out of Egypt, if they have a problem, disputes, you know, arguments between themselves, so Moses already appointed judges over them to oversee to counsel them but the hard or the difficult cases was were all brought up to Moses or to the next level so same thing here friends the same thing uh, get counseled by trained trusted and proven counselors and you shall know them by their fruits okay their lifestyle if uh, what they say, um, you see, is uh, in uh, in parallel or it has um, is uh, confirmed <laughs> by by their lifestyle, by their 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 family, by, you know, it must confirm because there's some people, religious people, who say things like they sound like they're super spiritual, but when you look. Uh, at them uh, in their family you know they're not respected you know so there's a problem there's a problem you know people outside of the home outside of their family respects them but in the family they're not respected so there's a problem Uh, that's why I, I said I know them by their fruits by their lifestyle or track record and reputation because you see you can word uh, of mouth, you can hear from other people who got counseled by this counselor if they're if they got help. You know, if the if this counselor is uh, has something to say, then why not try it? If if other people you know got healed, were restored, why not? Okay, so something like that. So don't don't just 
don't just get counsel from just anyone just because these people were you know uh, they think they're they're good and you know watch watch their lives um look at how god is moving in there so my, my leader said don't be rash this is biblical don't be rash in laying hands on people because you need to observe what god is doing in their lives so that's really wisdom from my pastor who told me that and I, I, I won't forget that because I could connect that uh, wisdom to a lot of cases, okay? It is really true. Uh, okay, so I hope you're learning wisdom from number seven, eight, and nine because I'm telling you, we want you to get the right counsel, but at the same time, we want you to avoid wrong counsel, Okay, we want you to receive sound counsel, but we want you to avoid unsound counsel because there are people who do not have the ministry of encouragement, but they possess a special ministry of discouragement. But this, but here's the thing: we also know how to discourage people. We discourage people from doing wrong. That's it. Okay, so we dis- we will discourage you from doing ungodly things okay because we don't want you to live a messy life we want you to be victorious to be overcomers in this life okay god is preparing us so we we go through some trials so that it's for our good it will make us stronger okay if you don't understand watch our previous uh episode or stream, or teaching, or message on this uh, subject, okay? Because you will understand how these uh, trials that was that's permitted by God, how, how, you know, what are the positive things that it can uh, bring us, okay? Okay, so, okay, going back, uh, submit to counseling, okay? Submit to counseling. Uh, look at the track record and their reputation. Okay, Listen to the testimony of those who've been counseled by them. So, for there are some good counselors, yes, and some unsound bad counselors. Uh, that is, uh, if suppose you can go back in time, if you can rewind time, okay, if, if there is a time machine where you can go back. I tell you, there, there's some of you, you would never approach them for counseling, <laughs> okay? I heard a lot of my students who got counseled by some counselors who, I'm not comparing, but, you know, but somehow it is comparing because uh, there, there are different methods on how to administer truth, but uh, there are cases that are so sensitive and so hurting that we need to be uh, careful, you know. Because in addressing the problem, we could also add on to the pain. And that is what we want to avoid. We want to avoid pain at the same time address the problem. Okay, so that is why counseling, th- there is a need for people to, you know, get some training. I mean... Get some training, guys. 
Okay? Join our class. <laughs> uh, you can inquire. You ask uh, Ate Pauline uh, if you want. But uh, at, as of this moment, uh, uh, we don't have online uh, school yet. Uh, we'll see, you know. Uh, we'll keep you posted uh, whenever our uh, Bible school will resume. Resume, all right? Get counseled by trained, trusted, and proven counselors. Because they are, there are really counselors who, are, who will lead you away from following God. Okay? And, and those are the bad example of bad counselors, you know? Because they don't know God. That's a problem. If you know that this counselor hates God, hates the word of God, so it's clear that this counselor is, is an anti-God, then don't go to that counselor. <laughs> it, it will, it's not going to give you good counsel, okay? So it will be nicer to hear. The, so I re- rephrased what I was about to say. What I said. So, okay. But again, counselor who, counselors who does not know God or hates God or hates the word of God, okay, will not direct you to God's will. They will not direct you to God's ways. That's why Moses said, remember what Moses said? He said, every day they come to me to know so they can hear God, the will of God or God's will. So that is our goal in counseling, so that they will know the will of God. Okay? That's why in choosing counselors, you need to have some good criteria. Okay? They must be matured in the Lord, just like Moses. Okay? So in scripture, we we read earlier, you remember Exodus 18? Uh, Exodus 18 verses 15 to 16. Uh, Remember that? You see, uh, everyday people come to Moses to receive uh, counsel from him or to get counseled by him, okay? Meaning, meaning counseling is important, okay? Counseling was and is till today is uh, very important, okay? A necessity during their time in the Old Testament, even today, it is necessary, Okay? Uh, not to mention, uh, in the same passage we read about Moses, you know, remember Moses was counseled by his father-in-law, okay, who is more mature than him, okay, uh, more mature than Moses. The, uh, again, this is a scenario where the counselor receives counseling <laughs> also. Now, in order for people to go about their lives and, and relationships, they, they submitted themselves to counseling. That's why uh, tip number nine, submit to counseling. But Moses was not the origin. He was not the architect of counseling. Okay? But why submit to counseling? Because we need counseling. Why do we need counseling? Because we need God. Hmm? Again, why, uh, why submit to counseling? Because we what? We need counseling. But why do we need counseling? Because we need God. Hmm. What does counseling have to do with God? All right? God is the great counselor. 
the author of counseling. That is who God is. Okay? Now, let me read to you Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Okay? For to us, or unto us in King James, for to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor. I see the word Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, listen. For us a child is born. Who is that? To us a son is given. Okay, it's very clear that this is referring to who? To the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is going to be the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The government will be upon his shoulders. Okay, he was destined to be king. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. And remember this, Jesus is God. Okay, it's very clear. He is a counselor, he's Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He's going to come back. Book of Revelation says he's coming back. To avenge, to inflict vengeance on those who hate God, on those who rebel against God. Okay? Uh, that is why he's called the Prince of Peace. Why? Because he is going to bring peace on earth. And I tell you, there is not, there is not going to be true peace on earth. That's why the Bible says they say, peace, peace, but there is no peace. So don't expect that this world will, will once again, you know, or, or, or there is the, a, a leader, a world leader who could bring peace. No, 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 no. No one. Not even the ways of men who is trying to bring peace will really bring peace. Because if you understand end time, uh, prophecies, you will understand where all these things is heading. All of the, the issues that are taking place right now is not about it. Okay? So don't debate about, you know, the pandemic things. That's not it. Okay? So, instead, research on mystery Babylon the Great. And you will understand. You will have a glimpse of, hmm... What to expect. Okay? That's, that's prophecy. Alright, so uh, where are we? So we just read to you Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. Which is uh, directly referring to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, listen up friends. Because this portion on counseling, uh, tip number 9. Uh, uh, submit to counseling. Takes time. To, to expound or to explain, we will continue this tip number nine next week, okay? Uh, just on counseling alone, okay, just on counseling, I will be reading what? 12 passages in scripture that describes God as the counselor. Remember, Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, the one that I just read to you, is just one of the passages, but I'd like to read to you 12 passages, okay, in scripture that describes God as the, not, not as a, but the counselor, 
Okay? Um, and also, I want to read to you 10, at least 10 passages of Scripture that describes the need. Now, this is very important. Describes the what? The need or the importance of counseling in the believer's life. Why am I, uh, why do I plan to, 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 to do this? It's because I want you to know how important counseling is. Okay? So I want to, you know, establish the foundations. Okay? So that's 12 plus 10 passages of scriptures. Okay? 12. What's that 12 again? 12 passages of scripture that describes God as the counselor and 10 passages of scripture that, is, that describes our need or the importance of counseling in the believer's life equals 22 passages of scriptures. So, there's no way I will do that today because it's 9.14. That means I, I, I'm all, I was talking more than an hour already. Uh, so, so, we will continue uh, this the tip number nine next week, okay? Um, because I want to dedicate or establish the foundation of this ministry. What ministry? Ministry called counseling. Because, you know, I tell you, friends, counseling has changed our lives and marriage. You can ask Atili Bot, you can ask my wife, you know, and I, I want to do a shout out, okay? Shout out to uh, Kuya Ed and Ate Norma, okay? Dr. Ed Gaston and Dr. Norma Gaston or sometimes, you know, or Papa Ed and Mama Norma, you know, they, they've been, uh, you know, uh, <coughs> sorry, God used them, okay? God used them to train us in the field of uh, counseling, it's very and and I cannot describe to you the impact that they made, the impact or uh, the I cannot describe the impact of precise uh, I mean precision uh, counseling that they did to us, to me, to my wife, to to the leaders of the church. Wow, it brought awareness, it brought correction, it brought uh, improvement. Uh, to our ministry, it brought healing, okay, uh, to to our emotion. It brought a lot of good to us. And not just to us, not just to our leaders, but to other people. I tell you, those of you who uh, whom we counseled, okay, counseled, uh, who went through a process of counseling, you know what I'm talking about. Because you also have experience, even if it's just a small bit of, of, uh, of uh, something that uh, help you, you know, uh, help you uh, face uh, the, the trials that you're facing. Well, Amen. And if you don't believe me, well, you can ask uh, their clients, the clients of Kuya Ed Ati Norma, how blessed they are also. Uh, by the way, you won't know them <laughs> because there is a level of, of course, confidentiality. But, I, uh, but, you know, their clients come from all walks of life, you know, big people, uh, common people, 
people in 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 high place in power you know influence uh those who are in uh, in a position of influence you know these people come to them for counsel so uh and and uh, your atilibot and i were one of their counselors and students in this selfless uh, ministry of helping people you see we have the, this manual manual uh one of the materials that they gave us uh i like the title uh, because the title uh, in in one of our material it states uh, helping people uh, help others okay so uh, and it did work it helped a lot of people and only god knows how many lives received help from from this uh, counseling ministry so friends uh, to make the long story short uh, submit to counseling it's very important when 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 you don't really understand what's going on you know and, and you feel confused why not submit to counseling especially if you know you're not going anywhere and it's vivid that you're not right with god you're not right with everything is is not right <laughs> so you need help okay so don't be in a denial mode you need help okay so do you need encouragement you need do you need in, uh, counseling uh, send us a message hmm? why a message don't expect us to be to know everything we're not god Okay, and we live in times where we have a difficulty of meeting face to face, and you know that because uh, where um, where restrictions are are, are are implemented, and because uh, of fear that was uh, inflicted in in people on everyone. Okay, fear inflicted on everyone. So we don't know if we're still uh, welcome to your homes. To just you know <laughs> visit or or if you would like us to make a visit or not or you, you, maybe you would prefer uh, to do it uh, to do visitation online if okay so whatever okay you just, just do it because uh, we live in times of uncertainty and I understand why people are afraid to you know to to meet face to face you know uh, so okay, if if you prefer an online thing, uh, you want uh, visitation online. So I mean, I don't know how that works or uh, never done that, but uh, we can do that. Um, uh, by the way, uh, just don't be discouraged. Okay, hold on. Uh, we are uh, in the Lord. We are overcomers. There's a song in my mind that uh, it's an old one, of course. It's an old song. Old people remembers old songs. <laughs> Are inclined to old songs. Diba, Tata? So, there's a song that you're going to be victorious, you know, uh, in Christ. More than conquerors, Okay. The, uh, we are more than conquerors in Christ. I think that's the, the title, okay? More than conquerors. So, uh, 
I'm not going to sing that song anymore, but um, we want you to understand that uh, uh, more important, okay? You can get a lot of encouragement. You can get the right counsel with whatever trial you're facing right now. But most of all, the greatest counsel that you need is this. Listen to this. This is the greatest counsel. I'd like to close this, uh, uh, this uh, teaching with this. Kirk Cameron said, There is nothing more important than your eternal salvation. You believe that? There's nothing more important than your eternal salvation. And let me tell you this. We are all sinners. The Bible says, for all have sinned. So, I really don't care much about religion. I don't care much about arguments or, or debating with other religions. But I want you to remember this. I want you to remember this. Whatever religion you are holding to, maybe you are so... Uh, so convinced okay you are being cemented to your faith in your particular religion but remember this it is not about religion that will save you remember this because the issue is not about who is the right religion who who, who what do you teach it's not about that it is about us being sinners You may be good in debating other religions. You, you may won a lot of trophies and medals already from winning uh, a lot of uh, religious debates. But that will not save you because the issue is not religion. Who's, which one is the right religion, religion? That's not the issue. The issue, my friend, is this. All have sinned. Okay? All have sinned. You have sinned. We are all sinners. And the Bible says there is only one God, the living God, who created all things. And one day He will judge us. Because this God is holy. He will not tolerate sin. He is a thrice holy God. And so everyone who have sinned will be judged. And I tell you, no one will be saved. That is why if there is a real problem today, it's not COVID. Stop debating about COVID. No, no, no. Not those uh, illnesses. The real problem is the salvation of people of your soul. Do not fear the one that could not kill your... I mean, fear the one who could kill both your body and your spirit. Fear God because God is going to bring judgment on earth. And those who are not on His side, those who have not submitted themselves to the Lordship of Jesus as their Lord and Savior, those who will not acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior, they will be judged because they cannot save themselves from their sins. God is holy God and He is a just God and He will serve justice. And if He will serve justice, all sinners will die 
all sinners will be tormented. And so, who is the Savior? Jesus. Why? Because God is love also. In His love, He doesn't want you to perish, friend. He doesn't want you to, to die for your sins. That's why Jesus was sent to be our sin offering so that He can represent us on the cross to die in our place. He died in our place. He paid for our sins. That's why we call it atoning sacrifice. He was our sin offering. So when Jesus died in the cross, He paid for our sins. He became man to represent man on the cross. But now all you need to do is put your faith in Jesus that He is the Savior because I tell you, there is no way on earth you can save yourself. There is no religion that can save you. There is only one who paid that sin. That is Jesus. That is why the Bible says God gave Jesus, God gave Yeshua or Jesus the authority to save people because He is the one who paid for our sins. And if you put your life, okay, if you put your, if you commit your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you are now entitled to receive. Then you become a benefactor of the of forgiveness, of the benefits of the cross. So this is my challenge today, friends, that, you know, receive Jesus. Give Jesus your, you want to live in heaven? Recognize that you're a sinner. That's the point. And this is the greatest counsel I can give you, friend. There is nothing more important than your eternal salvation. Research on that. Nothing. You must be saved. And the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who was a sin offering, who paid for our sins, who can and is able to forgive us, who has the power to forgive our sins, and who has the power to save us from the predicament, from the consequences of sins, of our sins. Only Jesus. He is our hope. He is our Savior. He said, the Savior Himself said in John chapter 3, do not be surprised if I tell you, you must be born again. The Savior, Jesus Himself said, the Savior, the one who paid for our sins, said, you must be born again. If you want to be saved, that's the answer. You must be born again. Born again is not something that you just join a fellowship, join a religion. No, 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 no. Now, it's not just a prayer. Born again is the work of the Holy Spirit. Right now, you're watching this. It's not a coincidence. The reason why you're watching this, it's because God led you. It's not an accident. It's not a coincidence that you're watching this, this stream right now. You are watching this because God is calling you to salvation. We are going to pray the prayer if you will believe with all your heart. If you confess, if you will commit your life to Jesus and confess that He is your Lord and Savior and believe He died in the cross and rose from the dead on the third day, I tell you, even if you die, you will rise again because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And He will resurrect you, resurrect you on that day. Why? Because you believe. All you need to do is believe. Believe that it is only Him that can forgive your sin and grant you eternal life. So today, 
I want you to decide. We're going to give you an opportunity to be saved. We're going to pray a salvation prayer. And if you never, you have never given your life to Jesus, you, you, there was, you can't remember a time where you surrendered your life to Jesus. Or maybe you didn't understand at the time and, and, and right now you're not sure if, if your life is in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a time that I'm challenging you to pray with us. Pray this prayer. Okay? You want to be saved. You uh, acknowledge that you're a sinner. You admit that you're a sinner. And you want Jesus to forgive you of that sin. And that forgiveness will be yours if you belong to Christ. He is offering you forgiveness. He is offering you salvation right now. So if you want it, if you want to be saved right now, the Savior said, you must be born again. Okay, if you want to be born again, please pray after me. Okay, you can bow your heads, close your eyes, and pray after me. Or you can just open your eyes and read along the, the, the prayer. Okay, the sinner's prayer. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I believe that Jesus died in the cross to pay for my sins and that He rose from the dead on the third day. I confess that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. Forgive my sins and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Today, I entrust my life to Jesus as my personal Lord and only Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer with all your heart, the Bible says to those who believe, God sealed them, okay, with the Holy Spirit. You know, God has placed His Spirit on you, okay, as a deposit guaranteeing your salvation. That's in the book of Ephesians. So you can read that, and that's why uh, you are born again. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why I believe for those of you who have prayed that prayer sincerely from your heart, after you made that prayer, you know what? You feel different. You feel like a new person. It's like something has been lifted from your heart. You know, th th there's this heaviness that was, you know, lifted, taken off you, you know, from your shoulder. So you feel lighter and that's a good thing. Now, this is not, being born again is not based on feelings. Remember that. It's, but it is something that happens in the spirit and that you can experience also in the physical realm. Okay? Because really, 
When you are forgiven, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davao on Facebook where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. God bless.